Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have an exciting guest, Deidre Miller, founder of 365 Elevate LLC, and she's going to tell you something I never heard. I mean, I heard so many stories, but that story never heard. Did you ever have a stroke? Yes, I did. Happened. I did. So how did you realize that you had a stroke? Tell us a little bit about that story. Okay. So I was coming back from a delicious lunch with one of my friends and I wasn't feeling very well. And so that day I we came back from lunch. I sat back, I sat down in my office. And I began, it, my head was hurting really bad. It felt like someone had hit me in the back of the head with a baseball bat. And my vision, one eye at a time, began to go. And so my friend was sitting across from me. And by that time, I said, you probably need to go get some help. So she went and she grabbed my manager and a few other people. And all I could remember was that I felt very sluggish. My arms felt like my arms and my legs felt like someone had put semen on them. Later on, they told me I was I was slurring my words as if I was drunk. <laughs> I don't remember that part of it. I just remember losing my vision and my head feeling like somebody had hit me in the back of the head with a baseball bat. But me not knowing, I just thought maybe it was just my blood pressure or something out of whack. And so I actually came to it happened very fast but i came to and so when i came to they was like do you want me to call 911 i was like no just call my fiance at the time so there was a gentleman he was a fireman a uh, volunteer fireman and there was another lady that walked me out when he said that he was out front of our building where we where i worked and so I'm getting walked out and he pulls up and um, as I'm getting in the truck, he doesn't even help me to get in the truck. He just, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, who's that man <laughs> that walked you to the truck? Mind you, at the time, I didn't know I had just had a stroke. So we're in the truck arguing. <laughs> He starts this big old argument about the gentleman that walked me to the truck. And so I'm not really, I'm not really fully in my, in my mind yet. Cause I'm still kind of a little out of it as I, as I got in the truck. And so we're going back and forth arguing and I'm crying profusely at this point. And so we, we make it to, um, my home and, and we're still, we're steady arguing and arguing and arguing. And I'm so upset that before he can even park the truck, I jump out of the truck. And there's a gentleman that comes over and he's like, ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? And I'm still crying. And I'm like, yes, I'm okay. So I stagger to my um, home. And all I know at this time that I just want to lay down. And for people who are in the medical field, when you've had that kind of episode where you've had those type of symptoms, 
you really should go to the hospital. And I didn't go to the hospital. I just felt like I just needed to lay down because I had a horrible headache. And I laid down on the bed. And on the, when I lay down on the bed, it was like a movie came on. And I'm, there's, I'm in this dark room and there's like this projector screen on the wall. And there's this long hallway to my left. And I'm looking down the hallway and then all of a sudden there's like this movie comes up on the wall and I see this cute little girl jump roping. And I look in and I lean in a little closer and that little girl is me. And then I look to the left and all of a sudden I see this beautiful white chariot. It's trimmed in gold, these beautiful white horses. And I could hear them galloping down the hallway. It's a very long hallway. And there was this figure like dressed in a white cloak. I couldn't make out the face, but all I could hear was the horses galloping and galloping. And so I turned back to the screen. I'm still looking at this little girl as I'm realizing that that little girl is me. And all of a sudden I hear this voice and the voice says, not yet. So when I heard the voice, I punched clean off the bed. I literally just jumped clean off the bed, but I fell to the floor because I couldn't feel my legs. So at that point, I'm being rushed to the hospital. I could hear the ambulances coming and they, they, I'm getting to the hospital. I'm at the hospital by this time and I'm, I'm out of it by this time because I can't feel my legs. I'm crying because at this point I know that I can't feel anything from the neck down. So I'm paralyzed at this point. And all I could hear them say is code red, code red. I began to try to speak and I couldn't, my voice was gone. My mouth was just moving. If you can only imagine trying to speak and nothing comes out. And so they're running me in all of these different rooms and they're running all these different tests on me. And, and after they're done, they take me back to my room. And the doctor comes in and he says, Miss Miller, can you hear me? And I, all I could do is nod. And I'm crying profusely. And my fiance's in the room. He's crying profusely. And I can't say anything. So the next thing that comes out of his mouth is, Miss Miller, you've had a stroke. And so not only did I have one stroke when I was in my office, I had two strokes. When I laid on the bed just a few hours earlier, what was happening was, I was dying. My life was flashing before my eyes, but I didn't know that at the time either. So while the doctor is telling me, you've had a stroke, all I could think about is me asking God, like, God, this can't be it. I know there's more for me to do in this world. This can't be it. I know you can hear me. And so, the doctor leaves the room and he sends in a lady chaplain. 
And the lady chaplain comes in and she says, can I pray with you? And all I could do is nod because again, I couldn't speak. And after she finished praying with me, she said, do you sing? And I nodded and she said, even though you can't sing right now, God can hear you when you hum. And I began to hum, hum and hum. And I, and I, I went into an old spiritual hymn that the only thing, that was the only thing I could remember. And it went something like, and in the midst of me humming, again, I called out to God, I know you can hear me, God. And whatever you want me to do, if you just get me out of this, I will do. And that was the, a turning point, just one turning point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I have never heard that kind of story before. Huh. Not being aware of yeah. yourself, experiencing a, a stroke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A stroke can heal. We know that. It can be, yeah. it is really, really, really close. I mean, you can get out of it alive, but you can also yeah. not getting out of it. Depends on a lot of other factors, such as rushing to the hospital. Um, giving you the first the first care red code, and yeah. um, and figuring it out. And in the meantime, I can only imagine your state of being so afraid of not understanding what was going on with you, not being able to express it, able to cry though. From what yeah. I understand, able to mm -hmm. cry and to cry rivers and emotions mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. and all that fear just rushing through your tears, which is, by the way, the most beautiful and harmless way of dealing mm -hmm. with emotions. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Sure. Okay, let's rewind a little bit. Tell us who you are today. Who I am today, boy. Mm. You know, that was just one turning point in my life. Today, I have turned that part, that pain into purpose. I started a company called 365 Elevate that where we transform lives one person at a time, right? And I've turned that pain into purpose. We're trying to inspire and empower individual women across this world that don't let your pain or your past become your prison, but your fuel for change. That little piece, of me talking about the stroke was just a small little smidget of what led up to that stroke. Because that's where my fuel comes from. Three years after that stroke, I stayed with that man who asked me, who was that man that walked me to the truck? I stayed with him and I endured years 
almost a decade and a half of abuse. So that stroke was God's way of saying, hey, <laughs> this isn't working. I have more for you to do, more purposeful things in your life for you to do. But I didn't hear him. I didn't hear him. It took some more things for me to transform my life. So three years after my stroke, I was in a very dark place. And at the time, I didn't know anything about anxiety and depression and any of those things. But I just knew that I was in a dark place. I was in corporate America. I've been in corporate America. Um, I had been in corporate America for about 28 years. 20 of those years, I was in leadership and management. And I thought I had made it, even though I was dealing with all of this, hiding it behind the scenes. Nobody knew the stresses and things. I was struggling in silence. Nobody knew that I had domestic issues at home because my representative was showing up at work. But when I got home, it was a different story. Three years later, I woke up one day and I just decided that I did not want to be here. And I woke up with a nine millimeter gun to my head. Crying again profusely. Asking God for help. I didn't want to be here. And God said, all those people that came against you will win. All of those people that don't wanna see you succeed will win. Put the gun down. And so I began to put that gun down. And I knew right then and there that I had to make a decision that was best for me and in order to save my life. So not long after that, I piled everything I could possibly find <laughs> that could fit in my little Murano. I packed up everything and I moved to a whole nother state. But before I did that, I was scared to death to travel on the road by myself. Throughout the city was one thing, but traveling on the road to a whole nother state was a whole nother situation. But I put my fear in my pocket. And I knew that my life depended on it. I didn't want to endure any kind of abuse anymore. I had went from him abusing me verbally and mentally to me beginning to abuse myself. And I knew I had to make a decision. And I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. I finished my degree, I finished my master's degree, and I knew then when I asked God to help me on that suicide bed that I had something to say and something to share. And I had been helping people all my life, but I lost myself in that 14 and a half year relationship. I had lost my identity. But I 
gained it back when I made that decision to leave. And I moved to Georgia and I got my degree. I gained my voice back and I started mentoring and coaching individuals. Not only did I start mentoring and coaching individuals in corporate America because I was in management, but I started coaching individuals who had similar stories and were on those similar journeys. They weren't like mine, but they were similar. And I knew then that that was my power and that I was going to take my pain and help whoever I could inspire across this world so that they could walk in the footprints that I will lay in the sand and that I have laid in the sand so that my light could shine on them in their dark places. And that's when I discovered 365 Elevate and me becoming a life transformative coach and using my platform to elevate and inspire anyone with my pain and leverage that so that they could be better than they were yesterday. Tidra. It's the second time I hear your story in a short period of time because we had our intro call before that recording. And I can tell you again, I feel empowered, inspired, moved to improve, change my life, to improve it, to be more aligned with what God put me on earth to be and to do. Your, your story is a monumental beacon, mover, inspiration. I can tell that for me, and I know so many people feel exactly the same way when they hear you. Thank you so much. It's so worth it. It's so worth it to rise up. Yes. To 365 Elevate, to help people transform, to use your pain as a propulsion motor in your life. Yes. Right? Yes. To propel you forward as your fuel, as you just said before. That pain is your fuel. So instead of, of withering because of the pain, you say, you know what? It hurts. Okay, let me do something with that hurt. Let me turn that into a fuel so that I can accomplish what I meant to be. Yes. And that is divine. Thank you. Thank you. we have a few links to connect with you and to find to to be connected with your light we have instagram that is one of them 365 elevate with a three in all letters yes six and five in digit elevate mm -hmm. same thing on facebook Mm -hmm. And your website is 365elevate.org with a three-digit for 365.org yes. as an organization. Yes. Wow. 
I'm so happy, honored, grateful to have you on the show, Deidre. Thank you so much. And I thank you for creating this platform to do just the same as I am in uplifting and empowering women and people that have gone through all the different life struggles that we've gone through in our lives. And hopefully that this message brings them light and empowers them to be better today than they were yesterday. And all they have to do is just make that first step and that decision to change. Indeed, we are only one thought away of one our fulfillment away. and happiness. Mm -hmm. One thought away. Thank you. Thank you.